it's urgent that we get women back into the workplace. It's urgent that we have women represented across all levels of business. And we know the economic impact that women's involvement in the workforce has. So I think we as a company have a heavy bias for action. And we saw a lot of conversation happening around this without real action. And this felt like a very real, tangible way for anyone who wants to be involved to be involved um, and to support or to at least become informed. And so, yeah, we're really excited about it. Hey, everyone, and welcome to For the Love of Product, brought to you by the Product-Led Alliance. I'll be your host, Tiama hansen Drury, Chief Product Officer at MENA Technologies and all-around passionate product aficionado. Each episode, we'll be looking at the head and the heart behind product-led growth, the passion and the practice of product, and we'll be picking the brains of seasoned CPOs and heads of product, as well as visionary founders and investors getting their inside stories. Enjoy! Okay, welcome to another episode of For the Love of Product, and I am super excited today. We have a founder who is on a mission, um, and you're going to hear much more from her. Uh, Her name is Sally Christensen, and she is the founder and CEO of Argent, which is a New York-based brand uh, dedicated to redefining workwear for the modern woman. This is something that is super topical um, and important to the Product-Led Alliance because of the impact that COVID has had on female employment, and we'll be diving into that today. But before we jump into that, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Argent and their background. So, uh, Sally brings more than a decade in finance and technology to the founding role that she has today. And during that time, she struggled to find clothes that were bold, practical, and professional. And she also started to realize that there was real tangible impacts that were happening to women's careers based on this. Um, data was showing that uh, women were being judged based on their appearance in the workplace, and that impact their careers was having a significantly damaging effect. And so Argent was founded to shape the future of work by equipping women to take their seat at the table. Not only has the Product-Led Alliance uh, taken note of this, but a whole host of uh, empowered women around the world have chosen to buy into the Argent vision. Um, And Argent fans include both Hillary Clinton, Aquafina, Kamala Harris, Mandy Moore, Amy Schumer, Naomi Osaka, Carrie Washington. So you can see a really diverse and inspiring community that knows addressing with confidence is one of the smartest career moves that they can make. Also, investors have taken note as well. Argent currently has um, investment and guidance from the Founders Fund, Fuel Capital, Village Global, Q-Ball Capital, and the DTX Company. Uh, plus angel investors, uh, Katrina Lake, Brooklyn Decker, Andy Roddick, and Sonia Perkins. So with that, I am so pleased to welcome Sally to the pod. Sally, how are you and where are you uh, zooming in from today? Thank you for having me. I am joining from New York. Ooh, New York. And have you been in New York during the entire pandemic or uh, are you a recent join? Are you part of the people coming back to the city? We uh, we are actually moving from LA, which is where we were living when the pandemic hit. Uh, and we came to the city just about two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. Amazing. So well, we're we're new new to the city and newly vaccinated. So congratulations. That is something that is definitely <laughs> worth celebrating. Um, okay, so Sally, we often we love having founders on the show because so often startup success and failure um, is a proxy for new product development uh, success and failure, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. let's jump into Argent and your brand. Has it been a success from the beginning? Have you been pitching this idea and investors and uh, you know the market has always seen your vision and responded well to it? Or has there been a bit of a a journey for you? 
Uh, I, I think, I mean, most companies, I would say it's, it's definitely a journey. It's an iterative process. So uh, just to give a little bit of the backstory, uh, Argent was founded timing-wise. So I quit my job. I was working at Cisco Systems in 2014. I noticed I officially had my last day early 2015, and then we launched in the summer of 2016. Um I remember starting this and so many people, you know, challenging like my, the reason for, for starting it was I felt like there was a huge product void. Uh, it just felt like women had never been considered in the design process, even um, in the workwear category. Uh, things glaring omissions such as pockets, I think we're all, you know, acutely aware of. Um, and we, we bucketed that into uh, functionality. And so we, um, you know, we design with an eye on functional elements and, and really streamlining a woman's day to day by solving for things that she might need, um, such as like a jumpsuit that has a back tuck. So you don't have to take the whole thing off to use the restroom in the middle of your work day or interior pockets for your credit cards and, you know, stylus pockets, um, bands in the sleeves so you can push up your sleeves to hold them in place, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, early on, I recognized the product void uh, and then you know, our overarching solve is there's definitely a brand void as well. It felt like, you know, brands really aren't speaking to the working women and they're not reflective of, of what I've seen as successful. Um, you know, women are really doing incredible things on a global stage across all levels. Like why is the brand not reflective of that? And so that was really the goal of Arjun is to introduce a product that um, really delivers on style, versatility, quality, and function, and at the same time, uh, you know, showcase and highlight incredible women doing incredible things as a, as a source of inspiration and, and you know, um, in an attempt to really encourage our community to take whatever risks or go for whatever they want to and, and just reinforce that whatever they're encountering is normal. There's a lot of gender inequity in the workplace. Um, our goal is just to give women whatever tools they need to optimally navigate the workplace. Absolutely. And I noticed when I looked at your guys' angel investors, you have a heavy contingent or a skew towards females. So uh, I'm curious. Now, I, I think it's not as uncommon for people to understand why pockets, for example, um, functional mm -hmm. pockets were considered an unmet need. But in the beginning, did you find that investors understood your vision and why you were actually solving for a gap in the market? Or was there a lot of education that had to take place? Uh, for female investors, it would take half a second, and this isn't unique to us, but it would take half a second to recognize the, the issue and the gap in the market. And for male investors, it took a lot longer, uh, and I think it took actually showing the product and bringing it to life in order to convince them of the need and to actually show how it was resonating with our target audience. So um, probably like more data-led conversations converted male investors, and I think just more of an emotional um, understanding of the problem that we we're solving convinced female investors of at least the opportunity, not necessarily that this was a sound investment until we could back it up with data, but uh, much less education had to happen with our female investors for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, okay, so that's that's exciting. So 2014, you quit the job. By 2016, you're launching. What was your initial product set, i.e. what was the, the initial collection? What did it include? Yeah, so I really like wanted to have a cohesive uh, assortment that was tight. It almost served as a as a staple or, or 
core assortment for your closet. And so we had 16 styles, I think in total ended up being like 33 um, SKUs, not accounting for size. Um, so 33 colors across 16 styles. Um, really, we, I think we had two dresses. I like, I like, I actually, I can like see it um, visually really see it. Um, but we had two dresses, uh, four suits, uh, a handful of tops, handful of uh, tees, a jumpsuit. I think that's it. That's a lot. Um, uh, I have to say, <laughs> that's a lot to start. Yeah, with. it was. A, I mean, it, it was a, a lot for sure, and a lot for this category. Um, but it was really like it, we learned a ton from that launch assortment. So we, uh, tra- like traditionally in retail, you buy into blacks and navies, and that was certainly the case with our initial buy. Um, but we also introduced color and novelty in a way that hadn't been done in this category. We had a beautiful red, a beautiful cobalt, a beautiful olive, like an incredible plaid suit. We sold out of all of our color like overnight and. Um, you know, it, it very much aligns with the brand that we're building. We want to inspire boldness. We want to inspire, you know, women to really like own their personal brand. And so that was a really, it was a great learning opportunity for us, but also an exciting one because we recognized that women were really, really like responding to color. And so now we've become known for bold colors, uh, and we've really, you know, put our, put our investment there, um, and you can see that evolution over time, but it's certainly something we've become known for. Yeah, I, I was able to kind of do some research ahead of time, and it did look like your color palette has just gone to being kind of that bright and vibrant um, set of swatches. What's the what's the process go into selecting your colors for a collection? Uh, are you doing you know customer research, or like what what's the process by which you pick a color that's bold and inspiring, um, but is also going to resonate with the market? Because not everybody sees themselves in bright colors all the time. Yeah, it's definitely a balance. And uh, we pride ourselves on offering like full spectrum of colors. So we've got your core essentials. We've got your blacks, your navies, uh, et cetera. But we also flex into your bright pinks and your bright blues. Uh, So the way that we um, plan each season, it's really designer led, merchant led a little bit. we have a merchant look at historical sales, work with our supply chain team, demand planning team um, to look at historical data. Uh, but a lot of it's based on trend analysis and the gut of your designer in terms of, you know, where they think we're going to have success. Because oftentimes we're leading the way on some color choices. So like pink, for example, um, that was a color that we felt really strongly about and that we weren't really seeing out in the world yet. And so we, we bet big on pink and that certainly paid off for us. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of a, a dance between, you know, your data points and your gut sense and, um, a lot of collaboration and communication across teams, uh, for like, I'm involved in those conversations, our operations team, our supply chain team, our production team, our merchants and our design team. Um, but setting the color palette really starts with the designer. I love it. Um, so tell tell us a little bit about kind of how the the product, if you will, has evolved over time. Um, it sounds like one of the things you've done is you've identified the sweet spots that are going to help you really stand out in the crowd, and color being a, a great aspect of that. Other evolution uh, has taken place. Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, 
the pandemic is going to force a lot of change across a lot of retailers. It's going to force a number of companies into doing what we've been doing now for four or five years. So we, from day one, have been comfort, function, and comfort function style and quality led. Um, So a lot of boxes to check, but comfort is certainly a leading filter for us. Um, And so I think we've become known for that for sure. Uh, The interior details of our blazers are certainly a signature for us. Uh, Women will get complimented on maybe the style or the color of the blazer that they're wearing when they're wearing Argent, and then they'll immediately hold open the blazer and showcase the interior pockets. Um, So I think that's certainly something we've become known for. Um, In terms of product evolution, Uh, I think it's just a matter of improving fit over time and improving or introducing new functional elements. Um, Some of it based on consumer insight and input, some of it based on our own personal experiences with wearing the product. Um, In terms of where we're going, uh, we've spent the last year, year and a half, really focusing on Introducing a core assortment, uh, something we probably should have done a long time ago, but what are our hero styles that we've cut into a number of times that are really resonating that check all of our boxes that are delivering on comfort and offering you that stretch and like, you know, wrinkle resistant, et cetera, and making those into a core offering that we'll have, you know, on the floor at all times. Those are really your staples that you can build uh, your own work wardrobe around. And then, um, you know, what are those? what are the, where does the infusion of color come from or like pops of fun, et cetera, building on top of that. Um, But I think going forward from all retailers or at least the ones that are going to succeed, we're going to see performance in a way that we haven't seen it before and performance and a workwear category is, is historically honestly been almost like not, it's really not been considered to be honest. Um, But now we're just, we're wanting way more out of our clothes and and that really is like the ultimate filter for us. So continuing to push there and innovate there as much as possible and and continuing to select performance fabrics and um, functional, you know, functionality at that level. Um, I think that's how we're going to continue to evolve. But in terms of look and feel, like, I don't know that we've, we've changed too much. We've been more focused on, on fit and function and continuing to improve there. Is the performance aspect something that is unique to Argent and the lens that you guys are bringing, or is that something that is wide wider within the market? I'm curious about that. I think you'll see it happening wider across the market. Um, I don't know yet. It's definitely something that we've been at the like at the forefront of uh, in terms of the conversation, especially in the category. Um, I think what's unique to us is the style that you get. So we really won't trade off on style to offer you performance and function. Uh, And versatility is also a really important piece for us. So um, you get the comfort and it, you know, allows you to look polished when you're going into the office. If that's the, you know, if you're, let's say a lawyer and you're going to the courtroom, like you get that from Argent. Um, But there's also the opportunity to to mix and match back to denim or to dress it down, uh, things like that for a more casual workplace. Um, That's been a huge focus of ours since day one, because my background is in tech. Like I am intimately familiar with the changing landscape of of work and 
um, you know, the lack of dress code or guidance for women, especially. And so that's been a huge area of focus for us is always having, you know, solutions for that woman who doesn't want to wear like the, you know, the hoodie and the denim um, and wants to be just one one step above that, but not necessarily fully suited. Um, so we've always, we've always been focused on, on providing comfort and performance, but I think you're going to see that happen, you know, more broadly across the industry going forward, not specifically in workwear, but really in every, in every retail company. Yeah. I was, I asked as I don't know if there is a, a direct relationship or a causal relationship, but as I'm seeing people returning to work after COVID, one of the things that I'm noticing is there seems to be more comfort with a, I don't want to call it casual, but it does seem like, um, and maybe performance is the right way, slightly more multi-purposed uh, wear that I'm seeing people yeah. here in London, for example, wearing as opposed to the three-piece suit, but um, more like a dress down, you know, soft blazer, you know, and shirt for yeah. men and definitely a lot more jeans um, and still professional, but it seems like people have realized they're their, their clothing can be more multifunctional um, than prior to the pandemic, at least. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. It's funny. We're seeing both. So we're seeing uh, customers return and, you know, think about going back into the office and they want it to be more gradual. So I've been wearing like sweatpants for the last year. And so the look that you just described is exactly like what they're graduating into. Um, then on the other extreme, we're seeing women who are craving getting dressed up again and want to be fully suited and want to be wearing the heels. And for a lot of people, that seems counterintuitive, but I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm re-emerging and I just want to look and feel my best and I'm going into the office two, maybe three days a week. So it's not, you know, it's not as much of, like, I'm not going in five days. It's not something that I have to figure out five out of seven days a week. It's something that is special and it's, it's more of a occasion for me. And so I really want to put my best foot forward. Um, so we're seeing both, which is kind of unsurprising. Like I can understand both approaches. Yeah. Like, likewise, I, I absolutely can. And I can identify with both. Um, so, <laughs> so um, let's think a little bit about the pandemic in general, because I think you were both personally and professionally at uh, quite an interesting point when the pandemic hit. So tell us about both Sally, but also Argent and where you guys were back in March, you know, 2020. Yes, uh, I was uh, nine months pregnant. Um, <laughs> and we had, we were coming off and I don't think this is really unique to us, to be honest. I think a ton of, of my peers that I've talked to across all categories were coming off of some of the best months of their company's history. And so we had the best January, the best February on track for the best March. And then, um, for me, I was also planning to step back a little bit, uh, preparing for our second child, getting the company, you know, in a good place or what I thought was a good place, getting our leadership team, ready for me to sort of step back a bit. And, uh, and then the pandemic happened. So that was a bit of a curveball that I certainly did not anticipate. Uh, and for us, like, I think it was certainly a, a little, a bit more jarring because we make workwear. So we make clothing for you to go into the office and in no scenario, uh, you know, you do all sorts of like risk planning and risk mitigation planning, uh, did we ever anticipate that people just would not physically be going into the office? 
And so it was a, a bit of a shock to the system, but every good entrepreneur has to be able to, you know, react and react as quickly as possible. And, um, I think we saw the writing on the wall quicker than a lot of people. And so we anticipated this being a much longer term thing that we needed to contend with. And so we made some pretty tough choices very quickly and were able to negotiate out of some of our uh, leases for our our physical locations. Um, We uh, unfortunately had to reduce our workforce. Uh, We took a lot of cost cutting metrics right away before it was obvious that this was going to last beyond two weeks because I think we just knew and we had some advisors that helped open our eyes to the fact that like this was going to last much longer than uh, people initially thought. And so that allowed us, honestly, like um, it it gave us a leg up, I think uh, in negotiating out of contracts with a lot of our uh, landlords and they've been incredibly supportive, but it just, it really helped us um, survive this thing, to be honest. Um, And so that was the first step was just, you know, cost cutting and, you know, let's step back, let's, you know, breathe for a minute and and get our arms around this thing. And then uh, we made the decision not to do what a lot of companies did. We made the decision not to try and chase demand around what the world was going to look like for the next year. Let's instead focus on what we do best and and what happens beyond the pandemic. Uh, And so we, did uh, we had our first ever partnership uh, with an organization called Supermajority around the election? We made a bright pink suit, and uh, it was incredibly successful. It was a lot of fun to work on, and it just really like aligned with our mission. Um, and that was really successful. It was a lot of fun for the team to work on. And now we've been focused on an upcoming initiative uh, in July, our back to work campaign. Um, and then beyond that, we've been working on the strategy of coming out of this because. Um, this is honestly like the Super Bowl for our category. We recognize that it's really about survival. And if we can make it to the other side of this, that um, this category is going to rebound in a way that others will not. So uh, that's kind of the the approach we had. But uh, I mean, that's like the, the light, light version. There's certainly a lot of stressful days and moments within this personally and professionally, because I'm, you know, stressing about whether my husband could be in the hospital for the birth of our second child. Luckily, our second, not our first. That made it a little bit less stressful. Um, You know, I wasn't really allowed to take my foot off the gas and step back too much um, once we had our child, because we were still trying to figure this out. Um, But then there's a ton of silver lining in it, to be honest, Um, and uh, and that we were able to survive it. So, yeah, I don't. It's it's uh, unprecedented to say the least. <laughs> to say the least, absolutely. <laughs> well, I know. I, I mean, one of the things that I really love is the mission behind this back to work um, campaign, right? So you and I have spoken a little bit about this, but you know, for our listeners, obviously the the term she session is something that is coming up more and more, and it just relates to the disproportionate impact that the pandemic has had on female employment. Um, talk to us about, you know, why this was an important initiative for you, uh, to be part of, um, for Argent to be part of, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, Argent wouldn't exist without our mission. Like our mission is to get women their seat at the table or give them whatever they need, um, in their career path, whatever that is. Like we just, we, uh, want to remove barriers uh, that have been presented by, you know, uh, 
uh, decades of sort of male leadership. Um, so our intention is really just to give women tools. Uh, and so it's all about impact for us and wherever we can, um, you know, positively impact women's careers. That's where we really want to step up. And so um, we had this idea back in December of like, what can we do and how can we help women in their return to work? So it's, it's the idea started to take shape in December, but it's definitely evolved since then. Um, As you mentioned, Tiama, like we're all seeing so much coverage around the job, like job losses specific to women, disproportionately women of color. Um, it's just staggering how much of an impact the pandemic has had on, on caregivers specifically. Like a lot of women were forced to leave the workforce, uh, because they had to take care of children at home of maybe old elder parents at home. Uh, and so they were forced to make the decision of, can I stay, you know, employed and, and, take care of my family or can, you know, am I going to have to leave the workforce? Um, and oftentimes it was, I have to leave the workforce, uh, you know, in other areas, women lost, women were in industries that were more impacted. So they lost their jobs as well. And so, um, what we have, have done, uh, is partnered with LinkedIn and times up, uh, in an effort to connect, women and anyone impacted uh, with employers and jobs uh, in an effort to, um, you know, to really meet this moment. And so we are the working tagline, which I think is like the best articulation of what we're doing is get dressed, get the job, get equal. Um, We're doing our first ever sale, uh, 30 to 85% all styles. Um, You know, we really just want women to feel their best when they're, either going to interview for a job or returning like to the physical office. Um, We are working with over 100 companies. Um, We've posted jobs on our site, linked out to job postings um, and candidates can submit their resumes to us. We're going to batch send them to our contacts at those companies. Um, And then on the last, so this is a one month long campaign. The last week of the campaign, companies uh, will be participating in a virtual hiring day. And so they'll be scheduling uh, interviews with candidates that they want to move forward in their process um, and all in the goal of of getting women hired. So um, really like our objective is to connect women with employers and with jobs. Uh, we also want to raise awareness of the great work that Time's Up is doing. So Time's Up has started a care economy uh, business council. Uh, there are a ton of companies that are part of that. Um, they're all committed to helping build the care infrastructure and offer flexible work policies to women and to moms that you know that need that. Um, so it allows them to stay in the workforce um, and you know provide. Uh, on the home front. And so, um, you know, they're really industry leaders around this conversation and they're partnering with corporations to really establish best in class policies. And so, um, we're really excited to partner them to showcase that work, um, you know, to bring in a lot of those companies to participate in the initiative. Um, and then coming out of this, like our goal is really for them 
for people to follow along on that journey and to be involved as much as possible and really like force policy changes, which they're leading the conversation on, uh, as well as as company changes. Um, So that's the back to work initiative. Uh, Not in a nutshell, because that was a long way of articulating it. But that's, um, that's what we'll be doing coming out of the pandemic. That's our first uh, big initiative with the goal, obviously, of, of supporting women in their return to the workplace. It's it's such an exciting initiative and it's so worthwhile because this is goes so much further than just the women who have been impacted on this, right? I mean, we know that there's certain groups of women who have been disproportionately impacted. You, men, you mentioned Black women, women in senior leadership positions, working mothers, um, caretakers, but you know, beyond those groups of women who are individuals, the impact to our global economy is projected to be a shortfall of a trillion dollars, right, by 2030. I mean, we know all the stats on how companies perform better when you have women in leadership positions, um, uh, executive positions, et cetera. So this is really worth us leading into. And uh, I guess under that header, I'm really excited that Product-Led Alliance is going to be contributing in the small way that we can by, you know, sponsoring a suit and running an initiative to give our members a chance to tell their story about how the pandemic has impacted them and their journey. Um, And hopefully one of those winners will, well, not hopefully, I know one of those, uh, those contributing members will be lucky enough to walk around in an Argent suit or an Argent outfit of their choice. And I know that's going to be a major confidence booster to anyone who's lucky enough to have that happen. So we're excited to be part of this and thank you for, for, for leading the charge. It's, inspirational and um, we're so happy to support. Yeah, thank you for supporting. I I think that it takes a collective effort and um, you know that's we're trying to bring as many parties together uh, with the goal of really, really, I think raising awareness of the challenges that you know an inordinate amount of women um, have had to endure over the course of um, the pandemic, um, but it goes so much further beyond that. And so I think, yeah, to your point, like this is urgent. It's urgent that we get women back into the workplace. It's urgent that we have women represented across all levels of business. And we know the economic, you know, impact that women's involvement in the workforce has. We as a company have a heavy bias for action. And we just, we saw a lot of conversation happening around this without real action. And this felt like a very real tangible way for anyone who wants to be involved, to be involved um, and to support or to at least become informed. And so, uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, and or we're very hopeful that it has um, women to safely and, you know, in a, in a manageable way, re-enter the workforce, you know, not in a way that really breaks us uh, as moms, especially manageable and in style. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on that chartreuse, <laughs> that chartreuse uh, blazer. Oh, I love that suit. I love <laughs> that <you> suit. <laughs> I was between it and the, the royal blue and I was like, ooh, which to go with? I think the chartreuse is my next one. So, um, okay. So Sally, it's been so fun to have you here today and very inspiring. And now we're going to move to my favorite part of the show where I get to ask you a question, which is if there was a museum dedicated to the most important products in the world, what would you argue should be in that museum and why? I have, this is the hardest question I think I've ever been asked. I've been thinking (laughs) about this since you first told me about it. And I'm like, oh man, I don't know. I mean, you just, 
you go between category, 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 time period. Um, so I'm slightly analog in life in general. So I decided to avoid, you know, what I imagine is already in the museum, uh, including laptops and cell phones. That's I don't true. know. This is this is the maybe the flavor of the day for me, but I'm a big um like hiker. That's my number one hobby. I love being outdoors. And uh I would say the and yes, this is I guess the tech technological innovation, but uh the technology that allows us to like get out and do that is our water purifier. Um, because we go on these long treks sometimes and uh you can't like water is generally the heaviest thing that you're you're putting like you're carrying on you know in your backpack and those packs can be quite overwhelming and so um you know uh, there's this like very cool device that allows you to filter uh water and make it safe for drinking um so i've decided to put that in the museum I love it. Um, I have a sister who is an avid hiker and I have learned the benefits <laughs> of said water purifier. So uh, I think that's a great contribution. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I felt like, you know, if I'm, if I'm stuck out in the wilderness, uh, you know, that that's, that's the one thing that I would need, not my cell phone, not my laptop. If God forbid the world comes to an end, that's, that's something that I would, I think that I would benefit from more than most things. So that's your going to the museum for me. Your your water purifier and your argent suit out in the wilderness. <laughs> well, I know that's. I I thought about that too. I thought it'd be funny if I said to put in an argent suit. <laughs> oh, all right, Sally. It was so fun to have you today. Thank you so much. Um, and best of luck with the back to work campaign. We'll be doing everything we can in the PLA to help support your guys's um, mission. And, Thank you. Uh, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Be sure to share the word of product-led growth far and wide and let your colleagues, friends, family, neighbors, and anyone you think who would like to know that there's a kick-ass product podcast on offer from the Product-Led Alliance. If you haven't already, don't forget to sign up to the Slack community and check out all our other great content, upcoming events, and other ways to get involved at productledalliance.com. And let's come back again next time to talk more about the head, the heart of product.